and welcome to Talking Business with me, Danny Pardo. In these interviews, we'll be exploring employability insights, career advice, educational experiences, life stories and more from a wide variety of people in a wide variety of industries with the ultimate aim of helping you to make decisions about your studies and your career. If you like what you hear, please do rate, review, share and subscribe to this podcast. It's all very much appreciated. So here we go. Let's talk business. On this episode, we're chatting to a former student of mine. We are chatting to Kayam, and we will be discussing university, volunteering, career advice, job advice for graduates, the job market as it is currently, advice for college students. Oh my gosh, there's so much that's going to be in this episode. There's all that and more. So I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as Kayam and I did recording it. And I hope you get a lot out of it. In fact, I know you will if you just take the time to listen to it. So here we go. We're talking business with Kayam. Hello, everyone. Talking business again with a former student. We've got Kayam here to talk business with us and give us his insight on what he's been up to since he left college. Hello, Kayam. How are you? I'm not too bad, Danny. How are you doing? I'm very well. Thank you very much. I am absolutely exhausted from work, but uh, always got time to chat to you. Um, and I really appreciate you giving up the time to, to have a quick discussion and share your insights and what you've learned so that other people can learn from it, really. Um, so we've got a lot to talk about with regards to your time since college. Um, we just had a brief chat before we started recording, and I was about four years out as to when I thought you actually <laughs> left college. So I was guessing 2018. When, when were you last a student in like, my class then? Uh, in 2014 2014 so I've lost four years somewhere in between that so we're talking yeah. seven <laughs> years ago now so we've got seven years of stuff to talk about here on uh, this episode of Talking Business so um, before we talk about all that stuff we better find out who you are so who is Kayam? Um, I'm a graduate uh, in business and international relations and uh, obviously Danny you're the one that motivated me quite a lot in college to like push oh, for university you. and um <laughs> Yeah, just be the best that I can be, really. Like, yeah. bro, So, you've have you just graduated, or has that been a few years yeah, ago? I, now? I graduated just in January because um it got okay. delayed four times because of uh COVID, wow. and um one person <laughs> actually once was a personal reason, and three times because of COVID. Wow. So, gosh, yeah. so I suppose you would have been graduating then, um, like last September. Oh, 2019. 2019. Yeah. Oh, my days. Oh, gosh, I thought you were going to say something a little bit different. Um, 2019. Well, it's 2021. <laughs> you know, that's, uh, yeah. that's a long Top time ago. Pretty quick. Gosh, no wonder I'm all out of sync with my dates. So when you left college then, did you go straight to university? So you finished college in like June, and then did you start yeah. at university in September, I or did you do a gap year or anything like no, that? No, I, I, I went straight away. I went straight right. away. Okay. Right. Why did you choose university then? Because there's other options, but maybe they weren't as, as available as they were, they are now as they were back then. But why university? Um, I think it was um, because like my mom and my granddad pushed me quite a lot because um, mm. they always they always said to me, oh, you're a smart, smart kid. Mm. Like you should go all the way in education because when they came to this country, like they never had the opportunity. They just had to work and provide mm. for everyone. Like the same with my dad. So. It was that and also the fact that I wasn't really encouraged during primary school or secondary school and mm. I just always wanted an education more than anything because we have the opportunity so why not go for it? Mm. So would you have been, sorry, would you have been the first in your family to do that then as a generational thing? 
um in terms of like my family at home like yeah me and my oldest sister we got into uni at the same time great so, okay yeah and was, I was it the, the right first... carry on carry on i'll be interrupting yeah you like go. technically yeah i was the <laughs> yeah technically i was the first because i got an offer before her Ooh. and you know got ex- yeah i got accepted before her and i didn't have to go through clearing so yeah technically i was the first so Love it. I'm sure you bring that up as often as you can by the sounds of it. I feel um, like a bit of friendly Not really, because... Um, no, not really, because um, I've just learned just to be humble with um, what you achieve, sure. really, because yeah. you don't really want to rub it in people's faces. I'd rather just keep people motivated more than anything. Love it. Lo- love that attitude. Absolutely love it. And that'll take you a lot of places, that will. Um, so w- was university the right choice? Now that you've been there and you've done it, do you feel like, yes, that's what I should have done? Or is there any kind of thing in your mind where you think, you know, maybe I should have just gone to work or something? No, I, I always think university university for me was actually the right option because I actually learned so much because the teaching that they learn you, like, especially on my course on business and international relations, it was like mm. two topics that I thoroughly enjoy. As you know, like, I was really yeah, big yeah. on business, like always keeping up with the news, seeing what's happening, then... With international relations, I always had a passion for history and politics combined. So, mm. like the information that I've gained, like I've like linked it to actual like you know case studies and all that. So it's given me like more knowledge. So I can either work for a company, I can start my own company up. Like it shows you the ropes of like the outside world, and obviously then it's up to you what you want to do with the information yeah. that you've learned. <laughs> And did you stay close to home for university or did you travel away? Yeah, I stayed at home. I, I, went, I only went to Aston Uni. So um, yeah. obviously it's local. It's a very good uni. Mm. So I thought, why not take advantage of the business school over there? Exactly. And you just said, you know, the way you just said um, only went to Aston University. Well, they've, they've this week been voted top university in the country by the Guardian's um, university section yeah. that they do. And that's quite a prestigious award, you know, the research they do. Yeah. So, um, you know, we're very fortunate to have that on your doorstep. And that's great that you've got that on, yeah, your, like, on your degree now. I remember because I was pushed by family and friends because I, I, I used to play football, like with like some of the older lads, like mm. they all just literally finished university, like, it's like everyone I speak to, they wanted to go to Aston, but they never got in. And they always mm. made me realise how lucky I was to actually go there. Because mm. um, when I got my place, I started doing more research on it, which something I should have done beforehand. But right. I just realised how prestigious the actual business school is and also the uh, international relations department is as well. Which to like, obviously, is like when, when I got my place, like I was even more excited after my research. Like I just literally couldn't wait to go. Wow. So, I mean, let's take it back a bit then before Mm -hmm. the Aston University. Let's take it back to college times um, and maybe even before then. So in terms of career goals, uh, I know we we do a a thing in in education, but I'm not a big fan of, you know, year nine, you have to pick your options because you're supposed to be Mm -hmm. thinking about what you want to do for the rest of your life. And then uh, you go to college and then you're supposed to be thinking about what you want to do for the rest of your life. And then guess what? When you leave mm-hmm. college, you have to think about what you're going to do for the rest of your life. So uh, have you had a set goal in mind since like year nine, college, university, or have you been on a bit of a, a wavy path with that in terms of making decisions like that? Mm-hmm. I think it's definitely a wavy path because mm-hmm. um, in school, I felt like we weren't really pushed in a direction. We were just given automations, automatum, mm-hmm. sorry. Um, yeah. yeah. So yeah. Um, 
it was just basically they were like, here's some options, just pick whatever. They never really um educated us on why we should pick what we want to pick. We just basically picked what our friends picked essentially because um, right. they had like gifted and talented who got more options than us. So we literally only got to pick like three extra subjects, whereas they got to pick six. So wow. th- yeah, and like we we had to pick three from roughly about five. So the variety really wasn't there. That's hardly any choice well, at all, then, is it? Exactly. Really, you know? Yeah. So, it's like, um, it's like options with uh, air quotes around it, isn't it? When yeah. So like that? All, all I got to do was like six GCSEs in total mm. from year ten and eleven, and uh, mm. I just about scraped five which mm. isn't too bad considering I'm not an exam person. Mm. So yeah, like um, school was re- a real struggle because I had no idea what I wanted to do. Yeah. Did that come into a bit more of a clearer focus at college and the start of university or are you still keeping an open mind? Cause you know, you don't have to decide. I feel like I'm chatting to some of my students in my class now, but you know, obviously you don't have to decide what you're going to do for the rest of your life. You know, I didn't start teaching until I was 25. Uh, I'm 41 now and I still don't know what I'm doing for the rest of my life. So, you know, have you kind of made that decision yet or are you still um, kind of like- about thought process and, and experimenting with things? There's some um, a couple like section like sectors that I want to get into within the the business sector itself. Like banking, really interests mm. me. I think I, I think I might have spoken to you about banking before. I think so. Yeah. Which, which you probably won't remember. Like like I said, seven years ago is a long time. Um, <laughs> um, HR even like I feel like I'm a good people's person, so HR could be a very good sector. Maybe marketing because. I just feel, I feel like um, for me, marketing is like a very simple uh, concept and like I'm a very, very creative person. So I reckon that could be a, a sector I could infiltrate. Um, then after that, like, I'm not really too sure to be fair apart from them three, but like yeah. I said, like normally before I make a decision, I weigh up all my options, do my research and then we just take it from there. Yeah, and they're all industries that aren't going anywhere either. You know, we're always going to need um, people to run businesses. We're always going to need financial mm-hmm. sections because money makes a world go around, whether people like to admit yeah. it or not. And and marketing is is obviously crucial in terms of getting that message out there, even more so now. Um, you know, as we as we go through this global pandemic and we're making tougher decisions about what we spend our cash on. So, you know, all the three industries that that are, are definitely not going anywhere and, and should have opportunities there for us. So again, going back to the college thing, then was there anything you learned in college that you've been able to carry through to university skills wise, confidence wise, social wise, um, that you think, yeah, I'll pick that up at college and I took that to university and employment. Yeah. Um, definitely. Um, worth ethic I took to uni. Mm. I definitely, cause um, obviously like doing BTEC business, like, units were just coming at your left right and center so it's either stay on top of your work or you just fall behind so i took worth ethic uh in terms of social skills i definitely took more confidence because mm. i was i don't know if you remember i was very shy in the first year i, I didn't really used to speak unless you asked a question mm. i was quite shy in meeting people then by the end of college I feel like my social skills were better, but not where I wanted them, but they were definitely better. I was a much more confident person. Mm. I start to uh, talk a lot more, which I got in trouble in class as well, but a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, do remember I, you going through that journey of, of, 
you know, being quieter in class and men being more confident in class. Um, yeah. I don't remember any naughtiness, but hey, you know, maybe I blocked it out. But uh, yeah. no, that, that's great to hear that you've, you've built that through college, yeah. you know. And, and you also said a key thing that you said, B-Tech business. Now, I love a bit of B-Tech business, all right? Mm-hmm. It, it, pays, it, it pays my wages, essentially, and I think it mm-hmm. opens up a ton of doors for, for students. It gives us so much scope to do application here. And I'm not getting paid by Pearson or B-Tech if anybody's listening or watching this. Mm-hmm. But you said B-Tech business then. A lot of people, there's still a stigma around it. Have you ever been disadvantaged because you took B-Tech business and not A-levels? Um, I mean, I've been around people that will look down on me, but mm. I'll just be like, I'm literally in the same position as you, so I don't think you can really disrespect it like that. Like, mm. um, if people want to show rudeness, I mean, they can do what they want, but you can't change the fact that I'm sitting in the same seat as you. So... Uh, that's the way I view it. Like, you still have to put the work in, the work in, because without the work, you can't move places. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't. You're just going to be very, um, very just still. You're not, you're not going to move anywhere. So yeah, like we, you... we have to put the work in, and like we have to get the grades to get into uni as well. So, yeah. I mean, j- just because you did A level doesn't make you any different from someone who does B tech. It's just different things. Mm-hmm. I personally don't like exams, so. BTEC for me was the yeah. option. Yeah. And you've just graduated from Aston University. So how anybody could say that, oh, if you do BTEC, you're, you're, oh, it's a bad choice. <laughs> it's a bad choice. Yeah, you know? because um, even in my family, like a couple of my cousins were like, oh, like you should push for A-levels. But I was like, I'm comfortable with BTEC because Corsic is where I like, you know, shine at essentially because i got all distinctions for you. So I'd just be like to them, like, yeah, there's like a few teachers I literally got all distinctions for. So that's where my strength was. I worked on that. And look what it's got me. It's got me into Aston Uni exactly. at the time. Yeah. So Into and out of, yeah. You know, you, you've and out of now, yeah. done it. Yeah. I mean, how awesome is that? So when you're at Aston mm-hmm. University then, um, if I'm adding the years up right, there's a placement year in there somewhere, is there? After second yeah. year, maybe? Yeah. After second year, there's a placement year. Yeah, and was that part of your course that you chose to be on, or did you kind of choose to do that halfway through? Is that something yeah, all the students? Yeah, that, that do was or? on the course. Like literally, that's the one that I applied for straight away, because cool. um, cool. yeah, because um, I always wanted that experience because I never really had it because like I worked in the family business, but that was more like hard labor because um, my uncle does like furniture. He makes furniture himself, mm-hmm. and it was just mainly just helping him lift pieces so he can like drill them in, going out on deliveries. So it wasn't exactly like office experience. I needed like proper experience that I could put down that employers can look at and just be like, right, he's got skills in what we want. I love so, that we've got skills. Yeah, we've been doing a lot on, on um, transferable skills lately as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny you say placement year then, because I've had a few students who have been who have contacted me contacted me on LinkedIn, and they've been asking about placements because they're like a few years behind you. They're going through mm-hmm. the same process, but now it's, they're really struggling to get onto placements. So, what did you do during your placement year then? So what I did was I applied for a volunteering role at British Red Cross. Mm-hmm. Because I could like I had a few interviews that were very unsuccessful, like with paid placement. So mm. I thought, why not go into the volunteering sector and see what I can get from there? Because the main thing is I wanted office experience for the future. Yeah. So luckily I applied for a role and they needed people. So it kind of fast tracked, which was more beneficial for me. Yeah. So I just literally as soon as they emailed me a couple of weeks later, I had an interview and just got stuck in straight away. Brilliant. Do you know why? 
if you don't mind me dredging up past memories here, do you know why you didn't get the paid ones? Did you get feedback from those? Or um, I got just... feedback. So basically, they liked me as a person and everything. They liked the ideas yeah. that I had, but they were concerned about experience. Like, right. this is the misconception that people don't understand with placements. Some of them actually want experience. And I'm just there thinking, like, I didn't know this because this is something university don't really tell yeah. you about. So when I went to the careers office and told them they want experience, they were puzzled themselves, like mm. a placement. So they take you on to train you and maybe yeah. offer you more later on, but they at least train you up. Yeah. But I never really got that. To be fair. Uh, yeah. How, how do you have experience for an entry level role? That doesn't, um, doesn't. Yeah. That didn't up. make sense. Cause, um, <laughs> I would have rather have them being honest saying that they preferred someone else instead yeah. of like, you know, using the, the classic experience line because yeah. Yeah. Like, how am I going to like, like, you know, work on what I need to improve if you don't let me actually know what's. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty simple stuff. And you've got to keep yourself open to that. Um, yeah, that, that critique, you know, if you, if, if you want yeah, to get like, better. If, if you want to grow as a person, you've got to be open to it because mm. I've been critiqued so many times, like if it's like family, employers, but it's only just helping me grow as a person. Mm. Good. It's a nice way to take it because a lot of the time people mm. are doing it so that you can actually get better. Um, you know, it's not a case of taking it personally and taking it kind of emotionally. It's like, oh, okay. Like, so yeah, sometimes, I this... mean, it has been personal, but I just use yeah. it as motivation because I was like, if there you, you don't want to critique me in a positive way, I'll take that energy as motivation. There's just no point getting upset over Love somebody it. who doesn't really mean anything to you. So, Love it. Like that person who told you A-levels was better than B-tech, maybe them, but, uh, you know, we won't name Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, oh, fascinating stuff. So, okay, so we're at uni, we've done the placement year, or we're doing the placement mm. year. What did you get out of volunteering then? Because it's something I, I bang on about a lot to students, that go volunteer, go help mm -hmm. out, get it on your CV, and a lot of employers do as well. So let's ask somebody who's actually been there and done it. Mm -hmm. What What did you get out of volunteering? So, like, the first thing that I got out of it was working as a team, like, like everyone's roles they link with each other that's what i realized so like when i volunteered i was working as a support admin so that would mean um caseworkers would like write up reports of ser service users uh you had me doing the filing for them so like i'd bring them the files so they don't have to get up so like i was basically like the catalyst like i didn't think my role was important until mm. they actually started getting like the, what they call rush hour until that like came um mm. at the time like during clinic days so i didn't realize how important my role was that i had to be like i didn't realize how important it was sorry because um mm. i just thought it was like a simple thing you bring the files this that and then but to them they needed somebody that could just basically do like the, the little jobs that they mm. couldn't do so they can just see currency more people and then also they didn't have the time to like log in reports online the system to back them up so that's where i came in and i just basically made everyone's life a, a lot easier mm. so and, and i guess really... then yeah and i guess then you got to see how everybody else was working as well you get you get to meet lots of different people and learn skills from yeah. them um so that that sounds like a really great experience um mm -hmm. yeah is, is volunteering something you'd recommend to people then if if they had a choice or if they not maybe not even like for a full placement year but yeah. is that something you think yes it will make you a better person but you'd recommend people do yeah because um i think they'd understand what we call office politics a lot more mm -hmm. as well which i think is essential because when i went in i did not get help from anyone i just had to learn it all myself 
apart from my placement manager at the place, I did not have a clue what was going on until I got to, like, I, I um, made friends with a few colleagues who start showing me the ropes, you know, the do's yeah. and don'ts. So, yeah, I think it's important to get into volunteering because you actually pick up things that you can learn in the future. Like you, mm. like, like I said, your do's and don'ts are very important. Yeah, but yeah, office politics is something that's hard to teach you. Uh, you yeah, you like, learn by experience and you learn by saying exactly, the wrong thing to the yeah, wrong person, you, don't you? And, yeah, you have to experience it to actually understand what it's about. And obviously, yeah. like the way I like the way I learned about it was, uh, <laughs> it was, um, let's say it was an experience, pretty like that. Yeah. Because um, yeah. what happened was like I, I felt I was being disrespected quite a lot like very condescended and obviously you know me Danny like I'm always polite yeah and uh I don't like it when just people talk rude to me for no reason and it happened to be one of the managers because I felt like he was picking on me because I did Mm. I felt like I did more work than anyone because they always had time to squeeze in for a chat whereas I didn't I just done my work and then Mm. I just felt underappreciated so I um I brought that up with management and yeah that got sorted after about a week of me not coming in, they realised, you know, <laughs> I do my job properly. Yeah. You know, they, they gave me time to cool off, which was pretty nice of them. And then when I came back, yeah. things were a lot better, definitely. Yeah. That's fascinating. And good on you as well for standing up for what you believed in and what you thought was right, because not everybody would do that. You know, there's, there's the belief that um, you, you shut up and you do your job and you don't talk back. Um but again, how is that going to help you grow and develop? And, and also, at the end of the day, contribute to the organisation. You know, I'm sure you were yeah. a much better volunteer and employee after mm-hmm. that than you would have been if you'd kind of had your stress levels through the roof um, and not be able to do anything. I think I think it definitely wasn't stress. I think it was more anger because... Okay, yeah. I, I just don't like the way that they treat volunteers at that point. And I was like... I put in the same shift as everyone else and I'm just not appreciated. Mm. So like, what's the point in like, because there were a few times where like, um, like no names mentioned, like a couple issues were brought up with management and obviously they were taken out of context more than anything. Mm. Mm. And for me, that just didn't sit right with me because I was just feeling like someone was out to get me for no obvious reason. Mm. So and, yeah, like you can experience things like that. Yeah, and and they did then sort it out, and then you did finish your placement there in, in a much yeah. better state. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, I finished my placement in a much better state. More than anything, they wanted to keep me on for two more weeks before they got oh, wow. someone else in. Wow. But um, yeah, I declined it because obviously before uni started, I needed my rest. I wanted to like yeah, actually yeah. go out, enjoy myself, like recharge before you know the final year and that. So yeah. Well, what a great example of, you know, having an issue at work and Mm -hmm. dealing with it and having managers who will actually take time to listen, give you the time to reflect, give them the time to reflect and actually move forward with it. That's so nice. It's terrible to hear it happen in the first place, but it's fantastic to hear that they actually cared about you enough and their role and their, you know, very, very important role in a lot of communities. So it's, it's very yeah. important and it's great to hear that they did actually say, you know what, we need to sort this out and that they did. So that then, you know, future volunteers down the line don't end up in the same situation as well. And it becomes better for everyone, mm-hmm. doesn't it then? Um, yeah. So, all right. So you do your placement year, you do another year at university, you graduate 
eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the job market doing at the moment then? So, we're, you know, we're recording this. It is mm-hmm. March 2021. We've had a year of COVID lockdown, start, stop, start, stop, and, and all those kind of things. So for a graduate, mm-hmm. what's the job market like and what's the feel out there? I think the feel is like it's all about patience because you've, you've got to be prepared for the worst, in my opinion, because there's not a lot of roles going around. So if you don't get a role, there's just no point dwelling on it. There's just you just got to be patient, keep applying mm. and hopefully something comes up soon and uh, I could just crack on with my career. That's what I'm literally hoping for. Yeah. But because of COVID, I can't really do much because I, I've personally put health over like actually like kickstarting my career because before covid i was bedridden for about three months and i thought to myself like i'll do anything to avoid covid because i do just i just don't want to be sitting in my bed all day like doing absolutely nothing like i don't want to go through that again Mm. so i thought to myself like the main thing is like just trying to keep my health up during this time apply and whatever happens happens i think that's the healthy mindset because I don't want to put myself in a position where I start becoming depressed because post-graduate um, depression is, isn't talked about enough because I've seen what it's done to like a few people and like I literally do not want to go through that. So I just basically try to keep myself busy and then hopefully an opportunity arises that I actually get. So yeah, I'd say yeah, that's um, the way that yeah. I'm looking at it. Yeah, and you've got, you know, you've got a long working career ahead of you, hopefully a happy, productive one. And if financially you're okay for a bit, you know, with family support or whatever, then then great, you know, take the time because your health comes first over everything. You mentioned something there that I actually haven't heard of and we, we haven't spoke about before, post, postgraduate depression. Um, and as somebody who has depression myself and, and deals mm-hmm. with all those kind of things and the challenges it brings, um, what is postgraduate depression that, that you know of? That I know heard of, about like, things like, um, yeah, yeah. people like so there's this misconception misconception that after university you're guaranteed a job what they don't tell you is your degree just gets your foot in the door mm. and obviously there's people that I don't know they're probably the first ones like in their entire generation of their family that they've gone there and they, they don't know about these things like whereas mm. I was told that I don't expect a job straight away so me knowing that like I've been okay with it I've been able to cope like, obviously, I don't like sitting around at home doing nothing while you're waiting. Yeah, yeah. But it's just people that they fall into this depression because they feel worthless because they'll be like, oh, why did I go uni? Why did I do this? But the main thing is, like, you need to keep your spirits up because, like, if you keep applying, 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 there's bound to be an offer that will choose you. So yeah. there's people that don't realise this and then they fall into a depression because they just feel like they're worthless because they're not doing anything at home. Yeah, right. and yet your expectations were, were so high and you've been promised all these things throughout education, mm-hmm. haven't you? That this is going to happen and this is going to happen. And, uh, you, you know, you see all the, the stories about um, average starting salary, £29,000 or, or whatever mm-hmm. it is. It changes every time I read it and depending on which article you read. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and you do read all that and then you come out and like you say, oh, there's nothing. Mm-hmm. No, now where'd you go? Yeah, exactly. Like... Like, if you're prepared for it, I feel like you're better off because you know what to expect. There's no surprises. Like probably the only surprise is you actually get a job, which, <laughs> to be fair... Is, is, <laughs> what a pleasant the, surprise that would be. Yeah, exactly. So it's not the worst thing. So, like, mm. it's just it's just more about your mindset, really, I think, that mm. can 
you can avoid depression because obviously, as you know, it's a chemical change in your brain. So mm-hmm. I feel like if, if you just keep a positive mindset, like you can avoid that because you, you'll keep your spirits up. You'll, you'll be perfectly fine. You know what to expect, like I said. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. and there's lots of support out there, isn't there? You know, there's lots of advice yeah. you can take. There's some great charities and things um, mm-hmm. to shout out. Things, something like Pause in Birmingham, which I always recommend to the students up to 25 years old. You mm-hmm. can access Pause um, if you just Google Pause Birmingham. Uh, if mm-hmm. you're in and around Birmingham, but the staff there are, are stunning. Um, so you know, there's a lot of support that people can use. Um, it's a shame that we have to have so much support because there's so much demand for it, but. That yeah. is the, the, the way that things have gone, unfortunately. So, okay, so we've left uni, uh, university, we've graduated, we're ready to rock and roll. What's next for you then? Uh, well, I mean, where do you go next? Or are you just well, applying for tons of jobs? Are you going to stay local? Are you, have you chosen mm-hmm. a specific, you know, we spoke about three industries. You're like, what, what's next for Kaya? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm hoping banking because um, I'd, I'd like to work like in Barclays, TSB, Lloyd's, or even HSBC, which is caught my eye the most mm-hmm. um i would like to say like, i'd like to do it in Birmingham. to be fair like home's home isn't it like yeah yeah i don't i don't really see myself living elsewhere i can see my like self maybe working elsewhere but always mm-hmm. living in Birmingham though because uh mm-hmm. your, your heart is where your home isn't it as they say <laughs> yeah so, well, i'm still here and i so you know yeah <laughs> that's uh, like um, yeah, it's an it'd interesting be nice because um you could support the family too like you know Mm. I could do a lot more for my mom than I can do now. So I, I'd like mm. I'd like her to like witness my success and share it with mm. me as well. Cause yeah. um she deserves it at least. Same with my dad as well, because yeah. without them like supporting me like financially, I wouldn't have made it through. Mm. So the least that I could do is, you know, stick around, hopefully get a nice job here and just give back, give my thanks wow. in any way that I can. Wow. How beautiful is that? I'm a, I'm a, I'm a bit speechless on that. That's uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, caught me off guard. Thank you. That's uh, that's stunning. Um, in fact, well, you know, I hope that that goes well for you. You know, but there's um, I think is it HSBC put their head offices in Birmingham now. Um, so you know, but I'm sure there'll be opportunities and we'll keep everything everything cross for you. So in terms of getting hired, then um, let's finish off with like two two or three questions here that I, I try to ask a lot of people. Um, mm-hmm. Social media and how important it is to be careful what you put out on there um i know you're on twitter do you do Mm -hmm. any of the others have you known instances where employers have looked at social media are you uh, conscious of everything you're posting uh what's your view on social media from somebody who's a bit closer to the age range of the students who might be watching this Um, i think i think with social media you definitely have to be careful for like twitter like i've seen people lose their jobs because they just start spouting like racist nonsense that wow, they yeah. want to get off the chest because so, like the thing is there's people on Twitter that, you know, they like, they can literally find out where you live. Like, so if you're racist, there's bound to be somebody that can track you down and then they actually email your employees and be like, this is the kind of person that you employ. And like, obviously like it is like, personally, I would say it's a form of justice because it's unacceptable. Like you can't just be spouting nonsense and just expect to get away with it. Mm-hmm. And I, I, as you see, like like a good example is like recently, like um, with the football abuse that black footballers have been getting online, mm-hmm. which um, obviously is disgusting itself. Mm-hmm. And there's been protests for years because um, I think it was um, Thierry Henry who started it early 2000s, I mm-hmm. believe. Like 
he started like a you know kick it out racist campaign himself and like yeah. even recently um he's quit social media because he feels like yeah. there's not enough support going around because yeah you anybody can go on there make an account spout racist nonsense and just get away with it and like um like anyone literally anyone can do it so i think it's a good idea that employers actually monitor what people tweet themselves like their own views mm. i think it's definitely a good thing like obviously like i'm on social media because i do like to have a laugh quite a lot mm. um there's like may there's like very explicit content at times that just made me laugh but <laughs> obviously i don't i don't share that out i just see it, i laugh mm. and i just move on and i yeah. think that's the way to go about it yeah, but I mean, there's nothing. Thinking back to your, you know, your Twitter, and, and I have a personal one that's different to this, um, mm-hmm. you know, and and mine is my my personal one, which anybody can look at. There's nothing's going to get me fired on there, but mm-hmm. it's just it's just American football. Um, that's all it is, <laughs> you know. Yeah, that's all I can use um, it for. You know, I'm not I'm not yeah. um, I'm not going to use it for anything else really. And yours yeah. is like sports and music and stuff like that. Sports, and, yeah, sports, music, and. Yeah. Just literally just trying to have a laugh, really. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which is a, a great use of social media, isn't it? But you can actually do mm-hmm. that. So um, top advice there, you know, everybody listening and watching, be careful. Because once it's out there, it's out there. You know, you, you might yeah, think because, you've deleted it. <laughs> yeah, you, like you think you've deleted it, but somebody screenshotted it. That's how social media works. So. Exactly. Yeah. Once it's out there, oh, my good luck. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you said it <laughs> to the world. So, um Awesome. And, uh, you know, two more questions. Then we, we've been doing some stuff lately in class about skills and employers mm-hmm. who, who constantly talk about we want these kind of skills. Um, you mentioned earlier how important teamwork was, um, which is one of the ones we've been we've been looking at. What mm-hmm. else are you going to try and demonstrate then when you go for your interviews or put your CVs in? What skills are you thinking? This is what I'm good at. I'm going to boast about this. I'm going to shout about that. I've done experience in that. I think what I do is like, I don't really boast. I do my research on the company. So more when they ask questions like about a certain role, they ask technical terms. Mm. And so like, I'd want less surprises as possible to be fair. Cause like, if they talk about technical term, like when I did my volunteering role, they asked me like technical security terms. Luckily mm. we did, um, do you remember we data, we did data protection in one of the modules. Oh I, my I, remem- gosh, yeah. I remembered that. And also at university, we learned about it as well, but in more depth and we learned the technical terms. So when they asked me about it, I was just literally ready and they were just shocked. Like, oh, how do you know that? And I was like, I learned about it. So that's just an example of transferable skills right there. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. Yeah, thank you for that. And then, right, come on, last question, man. You are, I haven't prepped you for this one. So, um, mm-hmm. if you could go back to when you were, say, 17, 18, you know, in um, where mm-hmm. are we, March, April, um, you know, in those last few months of college, and you wish that somebody had given you some advice that you'd followed, or you mm-hmm. could go back and give yourself some advice that you could follow, what would that advice be? That advice would just be just keep up the worth ethic. Mm. yeah just keep up the work ethic just um be yourself just yeah carry on being yourself which i've done um i'd probably say just ignore the negativity because it's not needed because you'll have a lot of pressure with work as it is so you just need to be positive as you can just keep working hard and then hard work pays off as you can see because um I remember like, I failed my GCSE business, believe it or not. <laughs> and, uh, Funny old world, isn't it, now, as yeah, you graduate because, um, from Aston University with your business degree? With my, exactly, with my business degree. <laughs> so, like, 
you might not always think that something's destined for you, but if you stick at it and keep working hard, you know, you can get a career in it. And hopefully that's what I've done, like depending on the future. Hopefully, I'm so, sure it'll uh, work out fine for you. You know, yeah. you're putting all the hard work, haven't you? And and good things do yeah. come around, and whether you believe in karma or not, but you know, good things happen. Yeah, I and, think uh, also it's important that you keep people that keep your spirit up as well. Like for example, that um, at university, what pushed me was when my granddad, when he was alive, he was just proud of me. So yeah. for me, that was always a big motivator because um, my granddad always said it like he wanted to see me graduate, and obviously, unfortunately, he passed away in 2015. So Mm. you never got to see me graduate but the motivation is always there like there's always a reason why you get that extra push and for me like the push has always been personal so like yeah so any anytime someone tells me that I can't I make sure I get it done so I can just move on and be like you know what I did that and I don't show this person I did that I just know that I did that personally yeah and just move on and it just gives me like a satisfaction love it love it but how, how honest do you want to be i mean that is just that is just stunning i mean i i, um, I, I think i feel like honest like you always got to be honest because i think students yeah. need to be honest with themselves yeah. like about you know progression are they doing enough this that because again that's not spoken of a lot mm. neither because normally people just like leave things last minute and they mm. dwell on it later on being like oh, i should have done this like whereas you should look at yourself in the present have i actually done enough so you've actually got time to fix what you need to fix wow yeah brilliant um gosh i've lost the words again that's twice in like half an hour or so <laughs> good grief oh man um so yeah i mean all i'm gonna say is thank you really um for, for all of that you know we'll stay on the line uh, after i've just paused this recording but uh yeah. for now for people listening and watching you know uh, how how amazing was that there's so much so much you can take from that it's ridiculous so um thank you so much for your honesty welcome. um anybody who listens to this is going to get a ton out of it and um you'll be making a difference to them as well in the way yeah, this, i mean uh, world if, if you have if, if you have me again if you have me again i'll be more than well uh, well i'll be more than uh, happy to give more answers any other questions oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, let, let's do it without a shadow of a doubt. You know, I feel like this could go on for about three or four hours and we still wouldn't reach all the advice <laughs> that you've probably got for people. So, but we'll call it quits at 35 minutes. Um, yeah. But yeah, thanks, Kay. I really appreciate that. Um, yeah, we'll say goodbye for now and uh, stay on the line. We'll chat in a sec. And uh, thanks for yeah. talking business with us. Really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you very much. You're welcome. You're welcome. All right. Bye bye. There you have it speechless twice in one interview that's how good that was and that's how useful that was good grief i learned things on that one that i didn't think i was going to learn so a big thank you to kayam for taking the time to chat to me for you i hope that you got a lot out of it and no doubt you did if you made it this far so thank you very much we will see you again on talking business you can find me on all the social media channels have a look for pardo's business or mr pardo's business and i look forward to interacting with you there and i'll see you again on the next episode of talking business thank you bye bye Thanks for listening to this episode of Talking Business with me, Danny Pardo. I hope the advice and insights in this episode make a difference to you, your studies and your career. You can find more by searching for Pardo's Business, that's me by the way, on Google, YouTube and Instagram. 
I'm also at Pardo's Business on Twitter. If you like what you heard, please do take a moment to rate, review, share and subscribe to this podcast. It's all very much appreciated. We'll catch you again soon on the next episode of Talking Business with Danny Pardo. Thanks and cheerio!